Watch one man's ego send his career into oblivion. Today I'm talking about the documentary Overnight. This is Scott's Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about Overnight, which is a documentary uh, compiled from footage of members of the team um, working with Troy Duffy. And Troy Duffy, for those of you who don't know, is the fellow behind uh, the Boondock Saints movies. And I'm sure you've wondered, uh, why hasn't Duffy done more stuff that I've heard of, uh, especially considering what kind of a cult hit both of those movies are? And uh, this movie is probably a big reason why. So without further ado... Let's get started. If you were a college student in the mid to late 2000s, like I was, you are probably familiar with the cult film The Boondock Saints. Written and directed by Troy Duffy, the film was very popular with boys who liked alt-rock, violent movies, and had watched Pulp Pulp Fiction a bunch. Which is even more impressive considering that the movie barely got a theatrical release. But as it turns out, there's a reason for that. Because filmmaker Troy Duffy didn't handle his newfound fame and acclaim very well. Telling the story of Duffy's rise and fall in Hollywood circles, the film starts with Duffy shortly after he's gotten a massive offer from Miramax to direct his script for The Boondock Saints. But what starts off as an overnight success story for the former bartender quickly devolves into an ego death by a thousand cuts as Duffy proceeds to burn every bridge imaginable. So I'll be the first to admit that this movie isn't pleasant. Partially, this is because of the trajectory. We're literally watching a single man blow up his chances people would kill for. And because of Duffy himself. One thing that feels clear from the jump is that Duffy is somebody who, at least in this period, has bought into his own hype and now views himself as an authority on everything. And it should be noted that Duffy says that this was a very rocky period in his life, but he feels that the film is unfair. Uh, Anyone who questions or doubts him is a fake friend or not as talented as he is. But if you do like the train wreck you can't look away from approach, here's what stands out. First, calls it shots. One of the best quotes about power and influence is that it doesn't necessarily corrupt, but it does reveal. Meaning if someone becomes an egomaniac after their first taste of success, there's a good chance that ego has always been there. That certainly seems to be the case with Duffy, who seemingly talks down to everyone and eats up all of his own hype from the get-go. I'm not claiming Duffy is unique in that regard, but most people who hit the big time don't document their ascent with all of their best friends in tow. Which means you get prophetic moments from said friends who either call out Duffy's erratic behavior or Duffy himself who says that everyone around him is waiting for him to blow it. And then we watch him blow it. We also have ego as insecurity. Something you've probably experienced is how a lot of people who talk a big game are often the most insecure. It's a performative way of covering up insecurities and making yourself feel bigger. And depending on the person, they may also enjoy cutting people down or finding a way to establish dominance in the conversation. And Duffy does this a lot. The best example is when his band performs for a record executive who says the singer has promise and he wants to cultivate it. Cue a temper tantrum by Duffy at a roundtable meeting who says that this record producer is crap and insists that he will attempt to screw over the band. Of course, 
Editing bolsters this idea, but it is very damning to see Duffy's facial expressions as he hears someone, besides him, get praise. It's also a blueprint on how to torpedo a career. Of course, the big appeal of this movie, and probably the reason it gained traction in the first place, is to follow Duffy from overnight success, hence the title, to an apparent Hollywood pariah. And for once, I might be on Hollywood's side. Yes, even though Harvey Weinstein is involved. The film makes it pretty clear that Duffy is nigh insufferable to be around. He has clearly bought into his own hype and believes in his worth so strongly that he will overcommit the things that are detrimental to his career, which admittedly is something that a lot of famous directors were and are infamous for. Hell, David O. Russell has a new movie coming out soon somehow. What fascinates me is that Duffy is acting like an old-school a-hole director from years past, without the body of work that justifies it and we watch as it continuously bites him in the ass. And in that regard, overnight feels like you're watching a Greek tragedy. 7 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.